And it is a With Lime podcast back with you again and talking about the return to sport. Yes, indeed, Rugby League is uh, back as of pretty much um, right now and that's why this podcast is out a little late. I've been um, working, furiously working at the NRL, not yet with um, uh, the um, on-camera stuff but a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Of course, um, if you don't know me, I am uh, Paulie G and often on the um, NRL fantasy side of things but uh, at the moment doing the With Lime podcast and you can find me on Twitter at listen to Paulie G, P-A-U-L-I-E-G or Facebook, Paulie G Sports and um, the old uh, cohort, co-host even, could we say, Ryan MS back with me to, I think it's fitting that we could talk about sport together, mate. Yeah, I'll take both of those. <laughs> Just from the old days of the um, NRL Live podcasts and, and all of that, but um, it is back, and I guess what I, I thought we could sort of chat about is, is, is how is it going to be? It is going to be different. Obviously, again, like we saw in round two for rugby league in the first round of the AFL, there'll be no crowds. Um, but the fact they have been training um, since earlier this month and it seems like everything's been going well. We've seen cases, new cases diminishing pretty much um, daily, um, more or less. And um, now here we are um, essentially at, at the doorstep of, of rugby league returning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, amazed that they got it going, but they had a date in mind. Mm. And I guess when you when you put a date in mind, uh, people start to panic a little bit, saying, you know, because they can't, because no one knows what's going to happen in the future. So I guess you can always postpone stuff if you have True. to. But if you can start it when you say, look, May twenty eight is the, is the go date, and then it comes around, and then you can do that, then go for it. I think it's a um, yeah bold play. And, um, yeah, so far, so good. Who knows what, what happens in the future? But for the moment, um, yeah, absolutely glad it's back. And it will be different, but, I mean, you can still watch it, you know, on TV and other formats. That you get your viewing um, pleasure, I guess, these days. Um, but I thought not only we talk a bit about our rugby leagues returning, but let's look at um, sport in general, community sport, team sport, um, kids sport, any sort of recreation, we're getting news now from the various governments, the state governments, um, as well as obviously the federal government about how they will return. So I thought, look about that as well. Now, um, the federal government have have released their um, toolkit, I guess you'd call it, uh, return to sport toolkit through sportoz.gov.au. So you can head there and read about it. But but a basic rundown is, you know, it's not. It's all. It's for the national sporting organisations, of course, for people with disabilities as well, state sporting organisations, talking about re- recommencing training, competitions, programs, and then, of course, just participation participation programs. Competitive sport, where it's at a local level or an association level, it's basically got all the information there. And the Return to Sport Toolkit looks at um, whether you, you've got to have a checklist, so whether it's a detailed one for the larger organisations or even medium sporting organisations or a simplified one for smaller um, organisations and then you would need a COVID-19 safety coordinator and um, I guess that's for things if there is an outbreak. Ryan, we've seen a couple of outbreaks in Sydney schools over the past couple of days. So, for example, if that was to happen in an area where maybe the, the sporting association was 
you might need to, to be managed there through your COVID-19 safety coordinator. Um, but obviously, and a COVID-19 safety plan, and then things like an attendance register, COVID-19 hygiene guidance, which I think would be pretty similar, you know, the social distancing still needing to apply. And a lot of things like I think in junior sports, they're saying, um, you know, one parent only to go watch at a time, no yeah. team huddles, no team high fives, etc. Yeah, well, that's look, it is going to be different. And I mean, but really is not being able to high five or, you know, have a team huddle or whatever. Does that really matter if you're out there playing sport? I don't think it really does. Um, yeah. All that stuff will come back eventually, anyway. Um, so, yeah, they've they've set it out well. Um, I guess a lot of it. There's no, obviously no no con- contact or um, even collision sport mm. isn't happening yet. Obviously, I mean, obviously at the higher level yeah. it is, but at the at local at level, level they're going to they're going to hold off for a little while. Um, I, I guess till July sometime. Um, think was one of the um one of the dates that i that i have seen so i, I think that yeah it, it's it's going to be interesting it's also going to be interesting um i guess you, you're running around on field i guess in the cooler climate areas as well yes what happens when you run around when it's cold mm. you start getting a runny nose that's right and then there's a, that whole um you know water bottle rinse your mouth out spit the water you can't be doing that. Can't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting how that's policed as well. We'll have a listen to this from Sport Australia Acting Chief Executive Rob Dalton. He's saying about, um, you know, obviously limiting the spectators, basically saying we only get one chance to restart sport. If we get a surge in the number of COVID cases and we have to shut down, then that's it for the year. So yep. they're basically saying it's a bit of an all or nothing here. And um, either everyone follows these guidelines and, uh, and it comes to practice, or if we fall back, second wave type thing, then it's it. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think that's fair enough. Um, just have to, sports just have to adapt and modify um, for the moment. Uh, and once that, once that is yeah. over, then they can start reintroducing the full, you know, the full gamut of. Um, step by step everything that you can do yeah I would like to read <laughs> yeah, the first government is um, to announce these um, their own plan I guess you'd say is the Victorian government in the resumption of sport and recreation activities now this is talking about just basic stuff that isn't really competitive or necessary at an association level and it's saying that in Victoria of course at the moment the participants um, gathering is no more than 10 people. So you can do that outdoors. You can, that does um, allow for a coach on top of that and any other support staff minimum number that's reasonably required to run the activity. And then, of course, if there are parents there or other people, they need to keep their social distancing or they, if they can't do that, they have to be included in that group of 10. And there's no indoor activity at the moment. The 1.5 metres stands, but only where it's reasonably possible. So I guess if we do see some of these contact sports coming in, that's where the, the players themselves playing um, would would breach that. But if you were a coach, a trainer, etc., you wouldn't unless you know something specific happened, maybe like a 
an injury, a serious injury or something like that. Um, yeah. All the training and activity must be non-contact. There's no competitions at the moment. So contact sports have to be basically modified. Um, and obviously at the moment, uh, New South Wales are the same. No outside uh, communal gyms, playgrounds or skate parks can be used. Um, now this is all changing a little bit from 26th of May and then again at 1st of June. So you've got up to 20 people um, participating in group sport on the 1st of June. I should say on 26th of May, the public playgrounds, outdoor gyms and skate parks will also open. And then it goes to 20 on the 1st of June, same with the playgrounds, gyms and skate parks, still the 1.5 metres apart, still non-competition. And then the indoor and outdoor swimming pools are opened. On the 22nd of June, the indoor-outdoor swimming pools, um, they're 20 people, but then the centres, indoor sports centres, can open up to 20 people, only 10 per people per group or activity, however. And then you've got things like um, your gyms, your health clubs, your fitness studios, they can be opened up, again, 20 people, but 10 per group or activity. And there's still that 1.5 metres, very important. Um, that's, you know, the communal, community sport, that also will be very similar to what uh, I've just read out. And then um, you've actually also got the high-performance and professional sport. Ryan, the AFL have announced, I think it's June 11, they're coming back. So I guess, yes. that, you know, this will be sort of related to to that. And, and that's where those serious things, a bit more serious, come into play. But still, we're hearing no crowds at this stage, probably not for a while. Yeah, and I think that's probably fair enough um and they'd want to make it very um yeah play it very safe uh so it's um it's very interesting because i know you, you mentioned um afl they're starting up late um australian uh, rugby australia uh as, as much trouble as they're in they've decided to make another domestic competition, even though they've already got one. Um, yeah. So they've make, made make a five-team super go rugby or... team. Yeah, well, there you As, go. Yeah. So the Western Force are they're back. back. Yay. <laughs> so after they got the boot, they're back, and uh, <laughs> there's five teams playing each other. Um, over, I think it's like a double round robin or whatever yeah. that may be, 12-week tournament. And it, that kicks off on July 3. Yeah. So... so... so in another month or two, we see some of these sports coming back, the ones that would normally play in winter. But again, it's really going to be based within Australia. New Zealand are moving to stage two. They're easing again. They're basically on elimination. We spoke about that on a previous podcast, you and I. Um, so the borders between Australia and New Zealand may be open sooner than maybe we thought. And therefore, maybe some of these competitions could be altered. Certainly the Warriors at the moment in the NRL are staying based in Australia, but maybe after another month or two, they could start being able to fly home. And then also teams could fly over there to play their, the game against the Warriors. The Warriors could have home games actually at home. Um, what did you make of Peter Volandis, the um, ARL Commission Chair, coming out, out and saying he wants crowds by July 1, 500 or, or less? Well, look, um, he's quite a bullshit character, is Valandis. So uh, <laughs> much like the May 28, he's just like, he's just going to bulldoze stuff that's in his way. Um, and, and I guess it's, an, a, you know, a, a target. If it, he's not going to, like, the NRL and Valandis isn't going to decide if crowds can come and watch. Yeah. Like, they're not in charge of that. 
Um, but apparently they have their own expert, their own pandemic person um, who does their modelling and, you know, according to that modelling that, that it should be right by by that time. I, If it is, I, I don't know. But, um, look, I can see, like, uh, club members. Mm. So... And then, and then those club members can go into a ballot or spaced out. Yeah, some of the things of ten maybe. Some of the things that there's been mentioned in regards to these crowds, it's not just being at the ground. Some of these big stadiums easily you could social distance 500 people safer than your local Bunnings or Coles or Woolworths. But um, what is the problem? Is how do they get to and from the venue? That's, I think, where they're a bit nervous about it all. Um, so I guess, again, you'd have to keep it small and maybe there's a way that they can get some streamlined parking involved as well. Yeah, and that's the thing uh, because, I mean, I, I know a lot of people aren't real keen on catching public transport at the moment. Uh, so, you know, their own their own transport is preferred mm. and, and I guess that would have to happen. And, and I think that would probably be a particular thing Um uh, that they could figure out perhaps the clubs would have to figure it out amongst themselves, being that there's only four or five venues that they actually have to get to. True, true. There and might be something that they can figure out in that may. And interesting to read as part of that um, um, advice from the Victorian government there, you can find that there at sport.vic.gov.au. Um, item 3.18, this is in guidance note, professional sports approved. Spectators in gatherings, not allowed at training or matches, and clubs have to have a plan for dispersing crowds that might attend training matches, hubs or hotels. So you can see we're still a long way away from actually having fans at this stage, but things can change quickly. Yeah, they certainly can. Well, Ryan, um, thanks very much. Um, I know I'm excited and, and, and you sound pretty excited too. It'll be good to watch, even if you're not a massive rugby league fan. I think just getting some sport on, on the telly will be a good thing and some of these other sports returning. But also the fact that this can be exported, Australian athleticism um, exported around the world. Yeah, it's certainly it's a big chance for them. Um, look, I'm very confident that um, Fox Sports in the US will pick up a game or two as they did um, when it was on for the first two rounds because they yeah. had no sport happening at the time and that's still the yeah, case yeah. there. And I suspect that will be the case for some time. I mean, uh, Rogers the NFL Net has been picked st- up a few games there for the Canadian um, pay TV channel, sports channel. So Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's, that's one already. And you can only imagine that, yeah, if there's sport to be shown that um, <laughs> there's an appetite for it, uh, once you take people's regular, you know, sport away, they're, they're open to ideas. Yeah. What's happening in the world of Haddonfield Horror? Uh, uh, Haddonfield week? Horror, uh, there's a... I've got a bead on a Australian movie coming out. Um, it was Australian-American production uh, called Relic, uh, which is like a, a bit like a, fami- a f- like a family horror drama Um it, similar to, say, Hereditary, yeah. if, if anyone's seen that, uh, where the mother, a mother and a daughter go to their grand, grandmother's house. She's missing for a little while. She comes back, but she seems to think that something keeps getting into the house. And slowly, <laughs> bit by bit, um, things are revealed. I won't spoil it for anyone, but things are revealed about the family and about 
the mother and about everyone else and it yeah culminates in a in a very creepy way it's quite atmospheric so it's coming out july 10 in america i'm not sure of the australian release date as yet sounds scary all right ryan we'll um catch you again i'm hoping as soon uh, of course the listeners can find you at haddonfield h-o-r on twitter and i'm at listen to paulie g-p-a-u l-i-e-g and on facebook as well ryan thank you so much uh, let's see you again very soon no worries 